Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time and range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. Harvard's going to pay back the money, and uh, they shouldn't be taking it. So Harvard's going to. Uh, you have a number of. I'm not going to mention any other names, but when I saw Harvard, they have a one of the largest endowments anywhere in the, the country, maybe in the world, I guess, and uh, they're going to pay back that money. And, and I just, I just want to clarify because. So is that a certainty? I have to Google that. Is Harvard actually going to give back the money? Have they been shamed by the president of the United States? Boy, you know they hate that. They're going to try to take that money and run, add it to their forty billion dollars they've got. Why did they even apply? Did they have to apply, or did somebody just send them a check? Because if they applied, why did you even apply for some of that money? You know, I'm looking at uh, Forbes.com. Why is Harvard getting $9 million in stimulus when they have a $40 billion endowment? Um, Harvard says they're actually allocating 100% of the funds to financial assistance for students to meet their urgent needs in the face of this pandemic. Yeah, but you have $40 billion in the bank. Yeah, that's, Why don't you that's, let small businesses use that money who don't have 40 freaking dollars in the bank? Yeah, that's a bunch of crap, what you just said there. Yeah, no kidding.
No kidding. And no, they have not. Uh, they have not agreed to give it back. They're justifying why they have it. You know, we were just we were talking about this a little bit earlier. Where is it? Uh, there it is. Yeah. Um, the idea that the the crowd that's saying, "Listen, we have to, in a smart but aggressive way, get the economy going again. Let people go to work." Um, is not a lunatic fringe fans, as they would have you believe on MSNBC, for instance. Um, it is city uh, and county authorities who are saying, we got no tax revenue. Every program we have that you like is going to end. People will die. And the great Armstrong and Getty question, which I'm going to text or tweet out in a minute, is not, will we save even one life by shutting down? No, it's how many lives will we sacrifice to save the people who would have died of Chairman Xi's bat death? We could easily see 250,000 deaths of despair to save 25,000 lives from the coronavirus. You explain that math to me. Now, I don't want those poor folks to die, and a lot of them old people, nice people, whatever, or healthy people. It comes out of nowhere. It kills them. It's a tragedy. It's a nightmare. But you don't design public policy based on, A, emotion, because it makes you feel bad, or it makes you feel good. And you don't design it on anecdotal evidence, like CNN terrifying the S out of you because some perfectly healthy marathoner, 42-year-old mom of six, suddenly died of the bat death. You just can't design public policy on that. We need to sober up here. You, you mentioned the list of states earlier, Michael, that are opening up quite a bit as kind of a test for the United States. It's Texas, Georgia. It was South Carolina. Um, Georgia, Texas, and then um, there's one other one, I think. And uh, Tennessee. In Tennessee, yeah. and uh, I know they mentioned tattoo parlors. and Bowling alleys. Bowling alleys and car washes and stuff like that. Yeah. Certainly bowling alleys that have a tattoo parlor as part of the, uh, you know, you're killing time between games or something like that, waiting for your lane to end up or, to open up, rather, you get a tat. Or you're sitting there at the car wash and somebody strips in front of you to kill the time while you're waiting for your car to get sudsed up. Maybe I get a tattoo that's a bowling pin uh, wearing a crown that says kingpin. I don't know. Maybe. It'd be awesome. Oh, hey, those states, uh, that reminds me of something I meant to say, uh, and I got caught up in my own rant. Uh, Cal Unicornians. Listen to this, would you? The Placerville, California City Council uh, voted to send a letter to the governor calling on him to lift the order, the stay-at-home order. Every mayor in San Luis Obispo County, Luis Obispo County, um, joined two county supervisors uh, in drafting a letter to Newsom. Seven out of nine Stanislaus County cities signed on to a letter urging him to loosen the stay at home. Riverside County has begin to, begun to reopen, at least in part. Ventura County, likewise, has been a partial mm-hmm. reopening. Golf courses, parks, some businesses, uh, and the list goes on and on. So, yeah, it's it's time. It's time. We can be smart. We can be safe-ish. But we will not sacrifice the hundreds of thousands to save the thousands. Have you heard any new news on the leader of North Korea and his health? I have not, and I was hoping you would bring that up. Little fathead, still unseen. He hasn't been seen, so he hasn't stepped forward. I mean, that's kind of interesting, because he's certainly aware that there's a world rumor that he's in bad shape health-wise. The fact that he has not come before a camera means something, doesn't it? How convincing do you find the heart surgery story that he's recovering from some sort of uh, cardio procedure? I don't have any idea. 
But yeah, um, I don't. That, that I, it seems almost, to be the belief. The fact that he hasn't come before a camera though means something's going on. I, I, yeah. I don't know how you'd ar- escape that logic. Yeah, un- unless you know, if I were a dictator, play you know twenty four C on three Omaha Omaha would be. Listen, I want you all to start rumors that I'm in ill health and uh, and that I might not be making it. All right, let's see who comes out of the woodwork talking oh, about getting rid of me and oh, okay, season power. It's funny. Let's I was see just who, thinking, tell me who's power hungry. I was just thinking, what possible advantage could there be to having the world think you might be dead or dying? Well, there's one. You Send, see who stands me. up and aha, I'm in charge here. Kill who's him, the, feed him who, to the dogs, machine gun him, and then feed him to the dogs, and then machine gun the dogs so they don't talk. Who is the Cassius with the lean and hungry look? Exactly. That's the only explanation I can come up with. Although, frankly, you got a chain smoking, uh, uh, obsessive, they say, uh, overworked, gr- grotesquely obese uh, dictator of a country. It could be he has heart problems or, or diabetes. He might have severe diabetes. You don't know. If he has a genetic predisposition to diabetes as fat as he is, he, he probably got it. Uh, awesome. And if he croaks it, man, how great would that timing be? And great, I mean, you know, terrible. In the midst of the uh, Chinese bat death and then all sorts of chaos there. And the president, did you hear this? We talked about this real early during the show. President Trump said, if Iran keeps messing with our ships in the Persian Gulf, which we, they, they've been doing with, we're going to blow them out of the water. Yes. Oh, boy. That'd be an exciting little uh, story during all of this. Durr. And some places in the country, they're uh, they're encouraging you to tell on your neighbors. Some people are doing it on their own, like Joe got videotaped playing golf a while back. Well, the course was still open. What are you doing? Do you just like my golf swing, you jackass? But um, if the, so, you're the only one. The mayor of New York City, Bill de Blasio, encouraged New Yorkers to snitch on uh, fellow New Yorkers. Uh, if they weren't social distancing. He even set up a little uh, website for it. And um, he said, if you see someone failing to practice social distancing, rat them out, Mayor Bill DeLazio urged Saturday. I don't think he used the word rat. Um, we know there's still some people who need to get the message. And that means we need more enforcement. We need to make it clear we've got to have our own social distancing. It's that simple. Snap a photo of an offending person or crowd and uh, set the location of the image and just text it to 311692. Action will ensue, said the mayor. Yes, turn in the evildoers. Well, you just Counter-revolutionaries. You can't trust some people because they had this text line set up for pictures, and it turns out it's been flooded with penis photos and Hitler memes. Oh, I'm sorry just, to hear that. I'm just, I'm just really disappointed that people are junk pics, Flipping people off and, and Hitler memes. It's just. Well, it's it's disappointing and surprising. Yes. <laughs> you just. Uh, you don't expect that out of an anonymous tip line where you can submit a picture. <laughs> <laughs> Who could have seen this coming? <laughs> and uh, people writing, you did the Reich thing with a picture of de Blasio with a Hitler mustache. And, and a little icing on the cake. Here's my penis. And, uh, well, yeah, one of my favorites was a bowl of gummy candies that are made in the shape of male genitalia and a sign saying, eat a bag of, well, what it says is not really arable. But, uh. <laughs> um, but 
<laughs> so that, I, I really hate any government officials encouraging us to inform on our neighbors. Well, the, the, the mayor of Los Angeles, Mr. Garcetti, did the same thing. Hey, if you see somebody, say something to them. Okay, great. Yeah, call them out and shame them. That's what we need to do. And then we got this poll that came out, morning consult poll today. Should non-essential workers be allowed to move freely outside? 75% said no. Three-quarters of the people polled, that's anybody over 65, three-quarters of people polled said non-essential workers should not be allowed to move freely outside. Uh, Grandma, Grandpa, bullcrap. I'll bet the number is higher if you include younger people. I've seen some polls where the, it's the older crowd that is more willing to roll the dice on this hmm. than the, uh, the, the than the younger crowd, and that doesn't surprise me a bit, really. Uh, why is that? Um, well, just talking to my parents and uh, and and hearing the uh, was it the uh, governor of New Mexico, I think it was, and he got in hot water for this, saying, "Look, I'm older." But I don't want to destroy the economy for my kids and my grandkids. I'll be fine. I'll stay in the house. I'll wear a mask. I'll wash my hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lieutenant Governor in Texas said something similar, too. And I also think youngsters, particularly those fairly fresh out of college, uh, think the government will take care of us. That's the, what the government's supposed to do. It'll all be fine. Well, there are also, if you include the, if you include more of the crowd to where the burden of this has been staying in your apartment and watching Netflix and FaceTiming with your friends... Um, that burden is a price you can pay, right? As opposed to being older and your kids are out of school and you got a business and you're not working and you're worried about this and that. Um, so yeah, I'll bet the I'll bet the, the the I'll bet the numbers higher if you include younger people. Yeah, but that's just that's I find that stunning. Seventy five percent of this crowd said no. People should not be allowed to move freely outside. What? You know what? That's that. I hate that question. I mean, it, it clearly exposes an attitude that I don't like at all. And, you know, for the umpteenth time, our our Constitution is not written because the majority of people don't want a king. It's written because the human tendency is to want a king. It's written to prevent the concentration of power. Uh, but anyway, um, if that question were written, do you think people should be able to do their jobs if they can do them safely? What would that number be? It's a very similar question. Do you think non-essential workers should be able to move about freely? How about can people should people be allowed to do their jobs if they could do them safely? Two, Come on, who would be against that? Two things we might lose because of this whole pandemic: soap operas and department stores. Mm, it's going to be tough to take that, among other things. On the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Yo, yo, yo. Uh, we have a um, uh, conference call with our doctor for my son today where we're going to switch medicines for some reason hmm. uh, to try to make things better. I was just thinking about this because I was reading about uh, medicines to treat coronavirus, medicines to treat this, medicines to treat that. If you've never, been, if you haven't been on a lot of medicines in your life, and I, I luckily for most of my, all, all of my life really, except for my bout with cancer, have have been able to stay away from medicines for the most part. I just have never really needed much. There's so many freaking side effects to all this stuff. 
Oh, yeah. And if you get them, they're, 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 then you, you end up taking, because my son, the medicines he's taking, either got stuff that, you know, you can't stay awake or you can't sleep or you can't eat this or you can't eat it all or you can't stop eating or just, you know, and then you take a different pill to deal with that, but it's got its own side effects. Now I can eat, but I'm back to being asleep all the time, but I can't yeah. start peeing or stop peeing or whatever the heck it is. Yeah. Oh my God! Once you st- once you start going, and, I, and I, th- those of you who are like anti vaccines and anti medicines and stuff like that, I understand where it comes from because once you get into that world and you start chasing, you know, the perfect state of being, oh, it's just never ending. Yeah, you know, it's funny you should bring that up. Uh, I had uh, one of those nights last night. I went to bed early because I'd been cruelly sleep deprived, my own doing this week. And I woke up at 12.30, wide awake, midnight 30. Huh. And for the next three hours, I was tossing and turning and trying to shut off my mind. And it, my mind was just whirling. You know how it gets like that sometimes in the middle of the night and you start worrying about everything you could possibly worrying about? I got a song going through my head over and over again. Great old 97 song, by the way, but I was sick of it by the end of this. Uh, and just And I actually had the thought... As I thought a million different things. I wonder if this is what schizophrenia is like with your thoughts just flying around and you can't control them or harness them. And then I started thinking about psychoactive drugs and their side effects and how, you know, people with those challenges, it's got to be really hard to accept the reality that I'm not schizophrenic, but I have or I'm not as bad, but I have all these terrible side effects. So, yeah, odd coincidences. I was thinking about that in the middle of the night. Maybe we have a psychopathic connection, Jack. So we're trying to line Sorry, up a, a psychic connection, not a psychopathic. connection. <laughs> we're trying to line up uh, a friend. I'm using my finger quotes for my son. Because he's never really he's never really had any friends, and a couple of people he's uh, kind of come close to being friends with in a variety of ways. It hasn't worked out, and uh, the reason it doesn't work out is because of his behavior. He's he's got OCD, he's got anger, he's got all these different things, and um, he wants a friend who's got the same thing as him. So we're getting into chat rooms and stuff like that, and trying to find another kid who's mm. got the same medical condition as he's got. Because he said, I need to talk to somebody who understands me so I can say, I don't know why I just did that. It's just the way I am. Mm-hmm. And we'll, and we'll understand, you know, the medical stuff and the mental stuff and the emotional stuff. That's just torturous. It's just torturous. Yeah, God, that's hard, man. Oh, oh, poor kid. He had, he had, he kind of was coming, becoming friends with this neighbor kid down the road and the kid played with his stuff and now he just can't tolerate the kid being around. And he doesn't want to be that way, but he just can't stop himself from being that way because of his OCD tendencies. And just, oh, he cries so hard about not having any friends. Oh, it's just brutal. Yeah, God, that that reminds me of a couple episodes with my oldest who's uh, autistic and, yeah, it's hard, man. It's heartbreaking to hear. You know, there's one wonderful and benevolent person who I love. She's no longer with us who said, uh, so who are your friends? And and Kate said, I don't really have any. She said, come on, who do you sit with at lunch? I sit alone. Surely you have some friends. And I was like, leave it alone. Right. Um, yeah, it's rough. It's really, really rough. Thank You know, she went off to college and got some, thank God. But anyway, uh, yeah, I'm sorry to hear that all of you are having to go through that. Um, on a global uh, story, this is just breaking seconds ago from the New York Times. The alarming messages came fast and furious in mid-March, popping up on cell phone screens and social media feeds of millions of Americans grappling with the onset of the coronavirus pandemic. 
Spread the word, the message said, the Trump administration was about to lock down the entire country. Martial law, etc. You remember hearing about oh, that? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, guess who was behind those messages, oh, Jack? Oh, boy. And it wasn't Putin. Okay. But you're close. All right. Well, I'm going to stay tuned. And I usually don't stay tuned. Putin's brother. So they got this tulip festival they have in Japan, I guess, regularly, where because the tulips bloom at a certain time. 100,000 tulips or so. No, it's about a million tulips that bloom, mm. and it's supposed to be beautiful. A million tulips all blooming at once, I imagine, is quite the striking thing to see. But they, uh, they couldn't keep people from coming to look at them, so the government snipped them all down. They okay. Just, they just <laughs> cut them down. This is how the War of the Roses started, didn't it? The War of the Roses, I think so. <laughs> exactly. Sure. What flower uh, can whistle? Tulips. I don't Childhood know. Childhood favorite. Child. I don't know if I think this is obviously the only thing you could do to stop people from going to look at the tulips or just horrifying government overreach to cut the beautiful flowers down. It's not the only thing, but I think the other things you could do to quote unquote make people not do it are much more horrific. Well, how about like we, release uh, bees on them or something? Or we that's one thing. Or, or just have a phalanx of police surrounding yeah. it with their riot shield. Or, or, or invite them in. And when they lean in to sniff the tulips, pepper spray them right in the eyes. <laughs> Barbaric. <laughs> All right. So listen. Listen, you got to hear this. And then I want to get into some of the tape of our interview with Gordon Chang early in the show today. But alarming messages came fast and furious in mid-March, popping up on your cell phone screen, your social media feed. Millions of Americans saw this. Spread the word. The Trump administration is about to lock down the entire country. And I quote, they will announce this as soon as they have troops in place to help prevent looters and rioters. He got the call, said a source in the Department of Homeland Security. He got the call last night, was told to pack up and be prepared for a call today with his dispatch oh, I orders. I remember that. We were getting yep. all kinds of talks. Yeah, I'm like, my brother's in the National Guard, and he uh, mysteriously had to go something or do whatever. Exactly, exactly. Since that wave of panic... Uh, and it, they, it was so widespread, the White House became aware of it and actually issued news saying this is fake news. But United States intelligence agencies have assessed that Chinese operatives helped push the messages across platforms. They didn't write them, they don't think. It was, you know, your lunatic friends in America. But what they do is they have a staff of people to look for this stuff or help create it and then amplify it and spread it to millions and millions of people to sow fear and confusion and the rest of it in the U.S. Our good friends, China. Wow, so China started the uh, virus, uh, hid it from the world, which caused almost the entire economic and uh, health damage. Right. And then tries to amplify it? Yeah, the the fear and chaos, and, and also their propaganda effort is saying we started it. One of the interesting aspects of this is, and this was a new wrinkle, it was popping up on people's cell phones, not in social media, appearing as text messages that were coming in from some mysterious source. I gotta look back to see if I got any of those. Oh, I don't recall. Oh, you know, I, specifically, I may but, have gotten one of those. I remember. 
Right, with the crazy message, and you're thinking, who the hell sent right. this? That number's not in my contacts. I, I, I'm I, really concerned that we, as a country, our government, our population, our, certainly our media, are, are not ready for this battle with China. They're taking it seriously and and thinking long-term, and we're not taking seriously and and thinking short-term. Right, right. Or our uh, partisanship is blinding us to the truth. For instance, this very New York Times story I'm quoting says, Mr. Trump himself has shown little concern about China's actions. He has consistently praised the handling of the pandemic by Chinese leaders. That's That storyline is so lame. It's so dumb. Trump, for all of his faults and strangeness, he's practicing what uh, Henry Kissinger said. Diplomacy is the art of saying, nice doggy, while behind your back you carry a heavy stick. You know, he's he's making nice with the stick ready to go. Mr. Trump has shown little concern about China's actions. I don't think that's really true. Which leads us into Gordon Chang talking about China. Yeah, we have a bunch of clips. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm not even sure exactly how to set them up. Let's start with uh, clip 51, talking about China's actions in this whole mess. Two things. First of all, uh, for about five and a half weeks, the Chinese government lied about the human-to-human transmissibility of the disease. Government knew that it was H-to-H, as they say, um, but China tried to convince the world it was not. Second of all, Xi Jinping tried to pressure countries to keep their borders open to arrivals from China. Those are the arrivals who spread the disease outside of that country. Uh, you put those two things together, and the only conclusion that fits the facts is that either Xi Jinping was reckless or he maliciously spread it. I vote for maliciously spread now, first of all, that whole H-to-H, that's the sort of code you learn when you've got a Ph.D. Human-to-human is H-to-H. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's good I stuff. I jot that on my arm with a pen. But uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's the first time I've heard anybody say that they, they, he, he thinks, Gordon Chang thinks that uh, China did it on purpose. I just I find that one hard to swallow. Well, allowed it to spread on purpose. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure about that either. Play cut 50 for us, Sean. Cut 50, you said? Yes, please. But the most troubling aspect of this is that Xi Jinping, the Chinese ruler, took actions which inevitably led to the spread of the disease outside China. As a matter of fact, if after having seen what the virus did to China, if he wanted to level the field by spreading it elsewhere, he would have done exactly what, in fact, he did do. Yeah, see, that I absolutely get. It was so unforgivably self-serving and, and well, communist, um, just protecting the party at the expense of anything that could happen. It's as if it was intentional. But I just think it was ass-covering in the way that Chinese, or I'm sorry, communist regimes always do. Um, how about, uh, I don't know, what, what do you think is the best clip there? 50, how much time do we have? I have many questions. <laughs> um, let's see. I, I tell you what. Let's do. Let's do a clip fifty-five. Um, I don't know whether individual officials of WHO got money, but clearly China spent millions of dollars to elect uh, Dr. Tedros as the director general of the organization. So Tedros owes his position to China. Also, Tedros is a leftist anyway, and so that would fit in with uh, uh, Chinese goals. 
Um, but, you know, in terms of checks to the organization, the U.S. each year, you know, gives them something in excess of $400 million. The Gates Foundation pumps in a lot more money. China's contribution is between 40 and $50 million a year. So it's not a question of money buying influence. And matter of fact, when you look at the numbers, it's almost the opposite. So I didn't watch the Global Citizen star-studded concert over the weekend, One World, Together at Home. Did you watch any of that? No. I got to admit, I didn't even know it was happening. Well, I became aware of it midway through and saw the list of sparkling stars that I'm supposed to be interested in. You can see them doing their thing anywhere, the, all the, the time. The two-hour primetime show, which aired Saturday night, curated by Lady Gaga and a host of giant stars, Elton John, J-Lo, Stevie Wonder, uh, Michelle Obama was there, Laura Bush, I mean, you know, bipartisan, Celine Dion, Taylor Swift, really all the biggest names in the world, certainly in American music, um, were raising money for the World Health Organization? Yes, how is that even possible, given the news that we now have about the World Health Organization? Because on the left, they're saying that's all bullcrap, and it, Trump just claims this because he wants to blame the WHO and not admit that it was he, he, who was responsible for all the deaths in America. That's the narrative. And the narrative wins. Man, facts but don't matter. I, I, wow. I thought that was nailed down so completely and clearly. Playing the clips of Tedros talking about we'd we'd first of all we'd like to tip our cap to China for their openness and transparency in dealing with this. Everyone knows that's a lie. Right. There was literally a criminal conspiracy to hide the truth. So we had a giant concert on every network like we did after nine eleven to raise money for that freaking guy? Yeah. That lion commie loving SOB? Yep. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. How did that even happen? Certainly in your top tier. Yeah, that's absolutely amazing. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm not against the goals of the World Health Organization. I like the idea of it. But, like, in, who was it I heard today? Yeah, but all that about falls the- to the side, doesn't it? This is the biggest health problem in a hundred years. Mm-hmm. You're here to deal with health problems. You're doing this one poorly. So that's all that matters. Right. Right. Well, there there is a uh, a group of people, a, a body of people who have such great faith, and it makes them feel so good to talk about international organizations. It's just an emotional thing with them, and and it blinds them to the enormous corruption in every major international organization, from the UN to the various bodies of the UN to the WHO, which is part of the UN, to the International Olympic Committee or whatever. Wherever there is vast sums of money sloshing around uh, internationally there is theft and bribery and corruption and the and the who got caught with its pants down uh you know being serviced by china if you'll excuse the uh, expression that's really interesting to me huh yeah yep and i missed the chance to see lady gaga <laughs> oh jeez, and taylor swift well, that three nights a month that they usually spent at awards shows has been freed up, so <laughs> they decided to do this. I don't know how any um, live concert thing the people's the stuff doing the, the the stuff that people are doing like from their house and stuff like that alone and acoustic that's pretty cool. That's not something oh, yeah. you see every day, and yep. you can make requests with Garth Brooks and stuff like that. I get the appeal of that, but just in general, most musicians, especially the really big ones, I can bring up a thousand taylor swift videos right now right right oh i get to see j-lo oh goody 
And your comment is not even on whether or not you like J-Lo. It's just the ubiquitousness of it. I mean, it's right. everywhere all the time. I can get this whenever I want. It's not a, See, uh, it's not a, there's not a, um, a, a shortage of this commodity. It's like uh, five years ago featuring a live performance by U2. U2's on every friggin' channel every friggin' day. Oh, yeah. A live performance by U2 is like a barrel of oil. You gotta pay me $41 to take it. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. The World Series of Poker has been postponed because of the coronavirus. Yep, of course, all the players were incredibly upset, but it was impossible to tell. (laughs) Took me a second. (laughs) I get it. Soap operas are running dangerously low of episodes, Joe, thanks to the coronavirus. No, no. Days of Our Lives, The Young and the Restless, The Bold and the Beautiful, other names that you didn't know were still on the air, are on the air, apparently, and are running out of episodes because they can't uh, record new ones. I'm not sure why you couldn't run an episode of Days of Our Lives from 1985 and be fine with it, since the plot is probably the same. The hair, the hairstyle well, might be a little different. Somebody if, came back from the dead. Somebody's sleeping with somebody. Right, exactly. Well, and if you're watching old basketball games and, and golf tournaments, as you know we are occasionally, why wouldn't you run best in the bold and beautiful, uh, the bold and the breastless, or whatever it is, um, uh, classics? You know, run 1978 through uh, 80. I don't know why anybody makes new music. I don't know why they're making new <laughs> porn, and I don't know why they're making new soap operas. There are enough. There are exactly. Enough. enough. Yeah. Just keep cycling through them. By the time you get to number mil- million and six, you'll have forgotten one. Reading this article in the New York Times about how department stores are toast. They've been failing and falling slowly over the last decade or so. This has pushed department stores over the end. The genre is over. There will be very few that survive. Once the the all-powerful, this is what anchored your mall, this is what anchored your street in your, in your town, they're just disappearing and going away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, things change in, in capitalism, and it's fine. You, yeah, you, and, and they should. Yeah, they should. You watch old-timey movies, and apparently there was some sort of, like, you could buy everything their store in every small town. And uh, and over time, that went away, and you had little individual stores. You bought hardware at the hardware store, and you bought you know clothes at the clothing store, and I mean, it probably and it killed the general store, which then morphed into malls, which killed Main Street. Yeah, and then and Walmart, then Walmart, came Walmart along. Yeah. killed the malls, and then Godzilla stomped on the Walmart. Well, that's in the future, which I have seen. But J C Penney, Sears, Macy's, all have uh, been closing stores and shrinking. Barney's of New York, all these, and it's just it's the it's the end of the department store. So it's kind of interesting. It was huge for a long time. It's gone now. Whatevs, we'll be fine. I don't know the ability to buy luggage and dishes, clothing, and a drill in the same store. I just I valued it. Yeah, uh, Kmart was a big part of my childhood. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, and yeah. and that was part of the appeal. You get you get some back to school clothes, and uh, and uh, and uh, 
and a drill bit. lawn seed <laughs> and some fishing gear. Yeah, exactly. Right. And Everything. a bike for Christmas. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everything. One store. But, I don't know. Yeah, that's funny. I have warm memories of the Mart. I can picture where it was uh, on the highway not far from our house. I think we would we would drive all the way to Dubuque, Iowa to make it to the Kmart Mm. from Mm. uh, from rural southwest Wisconsin. Yes, Michael. Kmart was actually my first word as a kid, to be honest. What? What? Kmart, because we would go shopping at Kmart and I'd point, I'd say Kmart, Kmart. Your first word as a kid was Kmart. Wow, that's uh, that's strange and troubling. Hmm. There's one of them, maybe Ma or Pa, but still it was up there. Ma isn't as versatile as Kmart. She doesn't have as much to (laughs) offer. Really? <laughs> is the Kmart over here still open, or did we ever determine that that was closed? Oh, the one by the Radio Ranch? Yeah, I no, I closed. think that's closed. Because yeah. yeah. it was open long after it seemed closed. Yeah. There was never a car in the parking lot. I understood that if you went in there, it was just empty shelves. It was like a department store that sold stuff for department stores. <laughs> yeah, I walked in during some of its grim final days. We had carts like, and empty shelves. Why are you open? <laughs> What's happening in here? Uh, how how long till final thoughts, Michael? Uh, we're about to start it right now. I was going to say because speaking of big companies and little companies, uh, we've had a number of our listeners who are small business people. I mean, not like their size; they they run small businesses. Um, talking about how they can't get their loan money amidst all these other big companies snatching it all up. So yep. I'm hoping in this next round we do a heck of a lot better job of, of that. Hey kids, it's that time again. Fire! With Armstrong and Getty. And here's your host, Joe Getty. Thank you, Jim. Uh, Whatever your name is. Uh, Let's get a final (laughs) thought from everybody on the crew. There he is. He presses the buttons. He calls out Kmart as an infant. Michelangelo. Michael? Yeah, remember, turn in your neighbors if you see them outside, even if they're getting the mail. Take no prisoners. (laughs) (laughs) Michael, COVID fascist. Beautiful. Uh, producer Positive Sean with a final thought. Yeah, wrapped up Better Call Saul last night. This previous weekend, I finished up Devs and uh, the Ozark Season 3. It was one of those things where I had three great shows that I was watching simultaneously. Now they're all done. i got to figure out a new uh, a new show to watch. If you have suggestions, find me on the Twitter machine, at Positive Sean. Let me know what you're watching. All right, sounds good. Hey, uh, Jack, a final thought for the crew? Gee, I'm just looking up at the TV. The current number is 1.3% of the U.S. population has been tested for coronavirus. We either have to test a whole bunch more people or come up with a vaccine. Those are the only two ways really out of this, isn't it? Yeah, there are still so many question marks. I mean, to a really troubling degree, can you get immunity from it if you have it once? How does it kill people? Why does it kill some people and not others? Yeah, testing doesn't really help if you can get it more than once. Right, right. But, uh, I mean, gosh, that that would be... I mean, if that's the case then this is the apocalypse got to move to a different planet you got to like start colonizing mars i mean seriously uh colonize venus it's my final thoughts you colonize uranus Mm. armstrong and getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday wow so many people to thank so little time go to armstrongandgetty.com all of the clicks we mentioned were there we got links to the news stories you can buy Armstrong and Getty swag and, and give it to each other and raise your spirits uh, also you can email us mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com if there's something we ought to be talking about keep an eye out I hate to end the show with that comment I got that uh, hanging over my head I, for 24 hours I don't even know what that would look like and I <laughs> I studied uh, political theory God bless America you having a good time okay I, I did not say okay. that I've sat here for over 3 hour and 15 minutes <laughs>
that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? Okay, Dad, you have two options. A, staying quarantined in the house with Mom, or B... B, B, B. Armstrong and get... Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Your getaway with Apple Vacations begins the moment you step on board one of our exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Escape the ordinary with packages starting at just $599. No layovers, just pure relaxation from takeoff to touchdown. Immerse yourself in the joy of travel with Apple Vacations. Your journey is as enchanting as the destination. So pack your bags and leave the rest to us. Visit AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to book your vacation.